A reading from the book of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in, the, in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to Titus. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. While we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days... A decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was a descendant from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, 
which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what they had been what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. When I was a kid, growing up, we always had a real tree to go out and pick one and then put all of the decorations on it. And the last decoration to go on the tree was the angel. The angel had a special place was kept in her own box, brought out at the last. She had a green dress made of folded foil paper, I think, um, and hair made of spun glass. I remember once cutting my finger on that spun glass. She had a halo, but all of her features were soft. She was a woman, obviously. The angel that appeared to those shepherds was quite a different affair. In our Eucharist at the Sanctus, we sing, Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might. In the old translation, it was, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. And the hosts there meant the army of God. The angels were God's army. When Elijah was taken up into heaven, Elisha saw the chariot of fire with its angel driver. He saw the army of God that fought for Israel. When Isaiah saw the angels of God in the temple, he was terrified. He thought for sure he was going to die. When they sang, holy, 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 it was so loud that it shook the foundations of the temple and threatened to tear the bronze doors off their hinges. This is no cute angel with spun glass hair. So when the angel appears to the shepherds, no wonder they were terrified. He was a larger-than-life soldier, probably in full battle gear, glowing with the glory of God, saying, Do not fear, indeed. Out in the middle of nowhere, an angel, a soldier in God's army, shows up. I'm a shepherd, I'm thinking, what kind of trouble are we in here? But he says, fear not. I am bringing you good news of great joy for the whole people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. Now I'm even more puzzled. Isn't Caesar whom we call Savior in Rome? So the shepherds take God at his word and go off to see this new king in Bethlehem and see a child newborn lying in a feeding trough at a caravan stop. Luke's pun here is delicious. Jesus is born in a stable because there is no room in the guest room for them. He celebrates his last meal with his disciples in a guest room. Same word. At the beginning of the story, he's lying in a feeding trough. At the end of the story, he makes himself food for the world. This looks like no kings the shepherd, king the shepherds could have expected, but they trust the word of the angel. A whole army of God shows up, wouldn't you trust them? 
more impressive even than Caesar's army. But I wonder what they thought as the years rolled by. Surely, they thought, this child is growing up. When will he become king? When will he bring that promised peace? Did they still trust the angels when they saw around them everything that continued to happen? Caesar's wars, persecution, taxation, and all the rest that the Roman Empire brought. Isaiah had a similar message for Ahaz, the king in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was being besieged by Israel and Syria, and Ahaz was worried. <coughs> Isaiah said, You see this young woman here who is pregnant? By the time her child is old enough to tell right from wrong, Israel and Syria will no longer be threats to you. This child will be called Emmanuel, God with us, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. The army boots that tramped off to war and the blood-stained battle clothes will be burned as fuel for the fire. Not just an end to this war, but peace for all time. Think about our soldiers in Afghanistan. Think about the people of that country who are weary of war. Think about Israel and Palestine. Think about all of the conflict spots throughout the world. Think about Sudan. Many of our friends there have grown to adulthood knowing nothing but war. Think of what this promise would mean to them. Eight or nine hours ago, if they had a Christmas service, they gathered in the dark in Sudan and prayed for peace. And this morning they are looking out on the world in hope Hope that this Savior will bring peace to all humanity. But this Savior comes as a child, a child of displaced persons born in what amounts to a refugee camp, displaced from home by the emperor and his concerns, an emperor hungry for power and wealth. How is this child going to bring peace? Many years ago I heard a talk by a Cambodian Buddhist monk, the Mahagosananda, on world peace. He was one of the five Mahas in Cambodia before the Khmer Rouge took power. He was the only one to survive because he was out of the country at the time. He lived in Providence, Rhode Island, and our town was having a Cambodian culture day. Good food, good crafts, good music. And his speech was to be the highlight of the day. We were in a large room. There wasn't a stage. So his chair, a simple metal folding chair, sat at the front of the room. He came out after lunch and sat down in his chair. We waited for somebody to introduce him, chatting in our own chairs, and chatted on for quite a while. Pretty soon it became clear that he was waiting for us to pay attention to him. <coughs> the room got still, almost breathless. He didn't stand up to give his talk. He took a sip of water and began. War, he said, comes from disquiet. When our souls are not quiet, we think that we don't have the things that we need, and so we take them from others. And the result is war and crime. Peace, he said, would come when everyone had stilled their hearts and learned contentment. And we would learn contentment only when we had learned joy. World peace, said the Maha, would come when all had learned in their hearts to be joyful. Then he took another sip of water and left the stage. 
90 seconds that speech took. We sat there stunned. This was the highlight of the day. The great, wise, and respected man talked to us for 90 seconds. But then it began to sink in. World peace would come when we had learned in our hearts to be joyful. That was 20 years ago, and I remember that speech today. Afghanistan, Sudan, geopolitics, oil, Korea. World peace will come when we have learned joy in our hearts. How fragile that is. How opposite of what we think is required. How hard it seems, in fact, impossible. But there is the army of God's angels singing, I bring you good news of great joy. This little child, born in a feeding trough, who as an adult will offer himself to us as food, only through him can we learn to be joyful. Joy comes through generosity. Think of all of the little kids that you know waking up tomorrow, opening their presents. They will know joy because their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles are generous. We know joy because we are generous. In Jesus, God gives us God's very self, the ultimate generosity, so that we can be joyful. How stunning for me. Terrifying angels of God announcing world peace not through military victory, but through joy. The joy of God's gift to Mary and through her to all. What we do here tonight may not seem like much in this mixed up world, but the angel announces joy, joy to all. We are transformed by that joy and it overflows our hearts. It's what the world needs. It's what we need. It's all we need.